This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today we are talking about ice cream sandwiches. We, we are. We put this off because we went we went a little bit on an ice cream jag. Bender, maybe, even? Maybe, was it last summer? Yeah, I, I think it was remember. a bender. I, I think it like, definitely achieved bender status. We had we like did, ice cream things on a stick. And then we did ice cream, like non-sandwich things not on a stick. I can't even, I don't even remember. I don't even know anymore. All I know is we haven't yet done an episode devoted to ice cream sandwiches, Which, or if we did, we're doing it again. Yeah, I, I still kind of don't believe you that we haven't done this episode. But are this you going to, okay, no, fine, I'm, then I'm putting I'm, all of these away. I'm not going to protest. I want to eat these. And um, we are not going to wait to dive in. Like, we're going to start slicing these up anytime. Okay, let's let's begin on memory lane, though, as we slice and dice. Definitely. So I remember... Uh, my main ice cream sandwich memory is just the most classic, like, supermarket, two rectangular, two chocolate wafers with something resembling vanilla ice cream in totally, between. Totally, totally. I that's remember, certainly where we should start, cheese plate style. I definitely remember, like, going to day camps when I was a kid. You know, if there would be, like, a day camp at the local elementary school or something, and I would go. I remember this being like a really special treat. Like you could either have one of those like brightly colored popsicles or you could have the like classic vanilla ice cream sandwich with the kind of like soft cocoa-y wafers. And I love this. This is still one of my favorite ice cream confections. Absolutely. I think this is easily achieves PEFP status. Mm -hmm. That's perfectly engineered food product. Even uh, like... Bargain brand is delicious. I just tried to use the wrapper as a napkin. Um, what brand is this, by the way? Oh, Signature Select, S- Safeway. Safeway brand. Mm-hmm. It is so, so good. good. Mm-hmm. Wait, do, do I get to take these home? Yes, of course. Oh my god, this is even like artificially flavored vanilla ice cream. Oh, yeah, I am, it's pure, unadulterated garbage. I am here for this. I love it so. It's so great. Much. I I have a theory. Mm-hmm. That if we leave this out, it won't melt. Let's try so it. So let's try it and see what happens. What do you think makes, like, how did they come to this texture of, of wafer? I don't know. I think it was, I'm, I mean, I'm going to guess, like, it wasn't necessarily. It, yeah, I'm, I'm going to guess it was It was possibly, like, 
dark magic. Did you, on our last episode, we talked a little bit about Matthew looking for bean recipes on the, the dark, dark web. web. Yes. Um, this, well, these were invented before the dark web. This was in the age of alchemy. Oh, okay. So, Which explains, I mean, I think that this is made of like a little bit of gold dust. Yeah, I think you, you make so a deal perfect. with the devil. You turn some lead into gold. You spend you the gold. You learn to play the guitar. You learn to play the guitar and the fiddle. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like if you, if I had two souls, I could be a guitar and fiddle champion. But what about the ice cream sandwiches? I I lost track. I okay. Well, and then you buy you buy like an ice cream sandwich factory. Oh, hold on, and wait, then profit. Wait a minute, you have a quote on here at the beginning about the history. Oh yes, no, I definitely want to does, talk about the history. Does this does it address the history of the classic vanilla ice cream sandwich? Yes. Th- then why don't you tell us? <laughs> Um, well, because I don't know like the specifics of like how how they approach the wafer texture. Fine. Okay. According to the book Sugar and Snow, A History of Ice Cream Making by Jerry Quinzio, the ice cream sandwich was created in 1899 by an unknown pushcart peddler in the Bowery neighborhood of New York City, probably in front of CBGB's. The sandwiches consisted of vanilla ice cream pressed between two thin graham wafers. Mm. That's, that's as reported by che- Jeff Barber on Quora. Mm. And here's a quote from the book. The now defunct but once ruling paper, the New York Tribune, ran a piece about the peddler in July 1900 saying, The ice cream sandwich man who sells quarter-inch layers of alleged ice cream between tiny slabs of of water wafers did a big business during the hot spell and his field of operation was within the district inhabited by the Nordic enclaves. I'm having trouble following. And his pushcart was elaborately decorated with signs in runic characters. Hold on. Okay. (laughs) The New York Tribune once ran a piece uh, about I, I this can't explain peddler, any, I know the what you're unknown pushcart peddler. I don't know what I don't know where the Nordic quarter, enclaves live. Quarter inch layers of alleged ice. I mean, cream. I guess the Bowery, like Tiny it was, that's like a Dutch wipers. word, right? Field of operation was within the district inhabited inhabited by the Nordic. But this enclaves. isn't so long ago that, like the Dutch, this wasn't like the New Amsterdam days, huh? He made the sandwiches quickly in a tin mold and was kept so busy that he could not make change, but insisted on receiving the actual price for each ice cream sandwich. One One cent. cent. In the beginning, the sandwich seller was known as a hokey pokey vendor, Uh which refers to the no longer peddled treat of a cut slab of ice cream. Yeah, I, I I saw lots of references to this that before the ice cream sandwich, you could just get a slab of ice cream, but I don't get how you eat that. I don't either. Right. Oh, God, Matthew. I, I want to eat some more ice cream do, do sandwiches. Do it. Do it. Go ahead. Can you open? Hold on. What do we do next? Ba- I think next we should do this. Baskin Robbins Yeah, I mean, all thing? the other ones are, like, interesting. Well, no, let's do the, the Klondike Oreo next. Okay, that's, okay. that's pretty classic. Uh, hold on. The men that peddled these once popular English treats through the streets of London, according to the New York Times, announced their presence by yelling, Okey pokey. That's disturbing. Wait a minute. I thought we were on the streets of New York. Um, I'm so confused. So I think it came. I think the the slab originated in England, London, and then came to New York. And then like someone was like, hmm, you know, it would be this would be a lot uh, neater to eat if we put it between two graham crackers instead of just having people carrying around slabs of ice cream in their hands in the summer. Okay, here we've got. Okay, next we got the Klondike Oreo sandwich. Mm. 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 What is not to love? Mm-hmm. I like Klondike so much. Yep. And then, like, this is the Klondike ice cream sandwiched between two, like, chewy, big Oreos. Yeah. 
And is, is the ice cream also have a little cookies and cream going on? It does, but just a little bit. I love this. It's wonderful. Oh, my God. I'm so happy right and now. I, so, first of all, props to Safeway because the Safeway by me has an unbelievable ice cream and ice cream confection section. The, is this the Broadway? The oh, uh, sorry. 15th, the 15th Avenue East Safeway. Shout out. And I went to so many places because usually often you can get these Oreo sandwiches individually like at a gas station or a 7-Eleven. I went to the gas station. I went to the 7-Eleven. They were out in both places. Someone has gone on an Oreo ice cream sandwich rampage. Rightly so. And rightly so. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. I, oh, my God. That I is a, that, these are both perfectly engineered food products. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here, after this, things get a little, little more uncertain. Okay. Let's try uh, – or wait. Should we try this thing? This looks very high end. This is very. Let's do this one last. Okay. This one is the one that needs to soften the most. I okay. think. What's this Baskin Robbins BS? Um, <laughs> oh, it looks like it's got a nice soft wafer. Yep, it's uh, it's peanut butter and chocolate flavor, which is probably my favorite Baskin Robbins flavor. Either that or chocolate mousse royale. And then there's a Tillamook. I got this one because it has like a, a waffle cone. Okay. Sandwich instead God, of have, instead of a wafer. Six different things here. I know I got too many because I couldn't stop. This is getting soft. Okay. okay, wait, Matthew, cut into something. How about the Baskin Robbins one? I don't like that Baskin Robbins logo on the top. I don't either. It just looks like it. It has the same emotional effect as like Comic Sans. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. The Baskin Robbins logo didn't used to look like this, right? It's not good. Mm-mm. The ice cream sandwich is good. It's so intense, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to get more intense from here on out. There's really kind of two kinds of ice cream sandwiches. They're like ones made with more premium ice cream mm-hmm. that are that are going to be much denser. I think I'm going to have some opinions about this. Okay. Um, you, you feel try- you feel an opinion coming on? Yeah. I mean, I kind of. I'm going to just put it out there that I think I don't want my ice cream sandwiches to be made with premium ice cream. Have you ever? So this is something I want to like return to. On the show, mostly on this episode, but anytime you want. Okay. Do you do you make homemade ice? Have you ever made homemade ice cream sandwiches? Yeah, I'm not that into it. Me neither. I find that like regular cookies, like I make at home, mm. even when they're chewy, are not right for an ice cream sandwich. Right. It's a I mess don't to want eat. an ice cream sandwich on chocolate chip cookies. No. I see it a lot, both like artisan style and in the frozen aisle. Just not into it. Mm, this is nice. Tillamook chocolate hazelnut waffle cone sandwiches. It's nice, but this is not what I want. I like these a lot. I agree. It's it's it. Mm, I don't like the feeds taste of a the different waffle cone need. Either. It does feed a different need. Thanks for acknowledging that. <laughs> Wait. Um. You know what? We're gonna get in big trouble for not tasting here. Uh oh. It's it. It's it. <sighs> It's it sucks. I'm sorry. I've never had one. All those years that I lived in the Bay Area, never had an it's it. I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah, no. I should have like, been like booted out of the state. I don't know. Like uh, I, I, I realize I'm, I'm probably like inviting ire, but uh, I don't think it's it is a very good ice cream sandwich. Huh. Okay. All right. Um, you know, that's people, why I didn't buy it. People like you know what brand I keep seeing taking over the market is those skinny cow things. Yeah, I didn't get that either. Yeah, I don't, don't like I that. I don't want to have an. It's non-fat, isn't it? Yeah, low-fat, non-fat, something like that. I just don't think I'm the same way that I'm not looking for premium ice cream in an ice cream sandwich. Yeah, I think you're gonna find I, this one I, too I premium. Also, don't want a, like a low-fat or fat-free experience in my ice cream. Oh, this this plate is turning into a real crime scene. 
Oh, well, Matthew, what is what is this one? This is a coffee brownie, Trader Joe's coffee brownie ice cream sandwich. Okay. Oh, it looks um, it looks kind of like homemade in mm-hmm. a way that I really like. I love these. Have you bought them before? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's really good. The brownies have chocolate chips, which I think are unnecessary, but other than that, I love it. Oh, that is great. Part of the, it is the coffee ice cream. Really good. Really, yeah. Trader Joe's coffee ice cream rules. Really good. We're going to post a picture of this plate, which has like the the discards, the 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 chunks of ice cream sandwich that we didn't eat. It's It wow. looks like mm, the aftermath great. of like a renaissance bacchanal. I realize bacchanal is sort of an ancient thing. And- uh-huh. Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Need a cold coffee with a bold flavor? Dunkin' Cold K-Cup pods were specially crafted for cold coffee. Brew over ice straight out of the Keurig coffee maker for smooth, delicious Dunkin' taste you know and love. Find your next Dunkin' Cold coffee in the roasted coffee aisle. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Okay, Matthew, could you... um, Okay, we got one more. Yes. Break into the last one. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that is really nice. It's intense, though. Like you were right, I think it's not going to be my favorite, but I do really like it. That's the the brownie crisp coffee ice cream sandwich. Okay, and finally Jones. we have Ruby Jewel, which is from Portland, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a cookie style one. I remember when this company yeah. debuted. I think. Um, um, yeah, they. Uh, I have. I met the owner. I don't not remember her name offhand, but she's very nice. She's very nice. I met her too. Uh, and uh, this is the one cookie mm. based ice cream sandwich that I do really like. Mm. Because mm. this mint ice cream mm-hmm. is really really good. tastes like mint. This is extremely good. I would not. It's big. I would not want to eat a whole one of these. Absolutely not. This but is I to would, share. I would share. You know. Okay. I swear. I'm not saying this just because I, I have met the owner. That is a delicious product. Mm-hmm. Like the mint ice cream is really good. The dark chocolate cookies are like just soft enough. Yeah, I don't know how widely distributed these are, but go to rubyjewel.com and you can find out. Mm. Okay, so that was the... Hey, it says for maximum enjoyment, let's soften for approximately three minutes and 47 seconds at 72 Fahrenheit before eating. Wow. I think we did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. That is exceptional. I have to move this plate or I'm either going to like keep looking at it I and... Think that- and- that probably costs a lot, doesn't it? Oh, it costs it costs a lot. It's mm-hmm. like, like seven dollars fifty, I think, for for one ice cream sandwich. Matthew, would you I've just, also been to the Ruby Jewel Scoop Shop in Portland, where you can get a custom ice cream sandwich. Would Pretty you, great. Would you just cut me another piece of the Klondike one though, mm-hmm. and then get this away from me because it's gonna kill me? It's this is so much intensity. Uh, mm. I want another bite of the. Baskin Robbins peanut butter. I think that was my least favorite. That and the Tillamook mm-hmm. waffle right. cone. The waffle cone texture is not very good. It's weird. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. But now that we've done the tasting, we should definitely get back to talking content. Oh my God. You're just going to leave it there to melt? Put that whole thing in the freezer, man. Are you crazy? Don't waste that. Yeah, there right. are people out there who don't have access to ice cream sandwiches. Don't waste the ice cream sandwiches, Matthew. Wait, are you inviting those people to my house? Yes. 
Yeah. All people who want an ice cream sandwich today and cannot get their hands on one for any reason at all, come to Matthew's house. It's at... Today, that was the address. Offer, offer expires August 8th, 2019. Does this episode air on the 9th? <laughs> no. <laughs> the, day, the 8th is the day we're recording it. I think this episode oh. airs on... Uh, <laughs> oh, right. Today is the 8th. September 12th. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Hey, it's almost my birthday. Hey, happy almost birthday. Oh, what do you What do you want for your birthday? I hope it's ice cream sandwiches. Yeah. That's leftover ice cream sandwiches because that's what I got you. I'll stick uh, a, a candle in it. Okay, <laughs> great. All right, Matthew, but finish telling me about the history of these things. Oh, okay. So the modern grocery store ice cream sandwich, the one we all know and love, that's, uh, would, would you say it's like a two to one rectangle? Like if you cut it in half, would it be two squares? We may have to get back to you on this. <laughs> Yes, I would say so. Okay. Yeah. That one is said to have originated, meaning you can find this claim a lot, with a Pittsburgh ballpark vendor in the 1940s, but this is one of those claims that is impossible to confirm or deny. Have you ever gone to a ballpark, like to a game? Yes, I have. And have you, like, eaten classic, like, ballpark food? Yes, like like a Frank. Yeah, and, and have you had the beer, like a beer with it? I think so. I've been to a baseball game two times. I, yeah, I think I've been to one Yankee game and one Seattle Mariners game. Okay. And I definitely definitely got a hot dog both times. Not sure if I got beer or not. Do they still sell ice cream sandwiches? Because I feel like that is the perfect meal for me. It seems. Like hot dog with a bun and some mm-hmm. yellow mustard, a beer, and then like a classic ice cream sandwich. It really seems like they should if they don't, we need to get into that business. I think we should. I think we should open a restaurant that they sells wouldn't. all the things that they sell at a ballpark concession stand. But not at the ballpark? Correct. Where Where do you want to at locate this? At your apartment. At my apartment. It's open only today, Okay, I August was thinking 8th. August 8th, 2019. I was thinking that we should just go to the ballpark and bring some ice cream sandwiches and start selling them because probably they don't mind if you just start selling stuff <laughs> probably in the not. Stand, stands yeah. at the ballpark. Probably not. I don't think they have a policy on that one way or the other. Definitely not. Nope. Um, <laughs> um, there's nothing in the rules of baseball that says you can't sell an unauthorized sandwich. Uh, <laughs> Maybe there is in the rules of baseball. I like that you just called it a sandwich, like any kind of sandwich. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, if if the ice cream sandwich thing goes well, we should we should branch, branch out, out into, into croque messieurs and stuff. Oh, perfect. There's nothing I like more while watching American sports than a good old croque monsieur. I mean, that does sound pretty good. Like, I not it's not really like meat to eat. But yeah, how about some bechamel with your baseball? Let's. <laughs> <laughs> with your baseball. <laughs> nice one. Okay, wait. So okay, wait, Matthew, wait, wait. are there are there particular like so cookie types, right? We've mm-hmm. we've we've now eaten a variety of cookie types. It's gotta be like a soft wafery kind of thing, I think. I think it's very rare to make a homemade cookie that stays the right texture for an ice cream sandwich. Like Having like a molasses, a ginger yeah, molasses. That could cookie be really can good. Do that. Yeah. But it's got to be it's got to be soft enough so that when you bite, you're biting through two of them. Like there is little enough resistance that it doesn't just squeeze all the ice yes. cream out. Like exactly, like so many errant toothpaste tubes. Yes, I just remembered there is in Japan. I'm going to talk about a thing in Japan. I know everyone is shocked. There is a product called the Haagen Dazs Crispy Sandwich, and they have like put all of their food engineering know how into making 
light, crispy wafers that stay crispy, and it is so good. What is it called again? Haagen-Dazs Crispy Sandwich. Okay, and and break it down again. So it's it's an ice cream sandwich, but made with like thin, light wafers, sort of like a cake cone. Okay, like a, a little more flavor than do you that. Think it's made with like rice flour. I think it's wheat flour, but I'm not sure. It's okay. the the like thickness and texture is very similar to a cake, cake cone. cone. Okay, okay, yeah. so okay. So if you if you find yourself in Japan, Haagen Dazs crispy sandwich. Okay, you find it at a convenience store. Cool. Okay, go on down to Lawson. Go on down to Lawson. Get yourself some get, Machi Cafe. Yep. We cannot uh, emphasize hit up, highly Hit up the enough. Muji aisle. Get yourself some onigiri. Uh huh. And before you leave, get a Hagen Dazs. What was it? A crispy sandwich. Crispy sandwich. Um, I mean, we're, we should import some and sell them down at the ballpark. Can we open a a, a branch of Lawson here? That like, I, I don't even. It know. would be off the chain amazing. Like, yeah. Really good, like quick coffee that's cheap. The Machi Cafe coffee is so good. It's delicious. Um, uh, and then onigiri. Yep. Campus notebooks. A campus notebooks. There's a Muji aisle. Yep. Or like a Muji section. Delicious. What kind Japanese of things do you gummies. find in, in the Muji section? Um, they had like a small selection of like uh, there were there were sort of basics like Muji white t shirts, Muji mm-hmm. underwear. Okay. Yeah, um, I think that there were also like travel toothbrushes. I bet this is way nicer than the underwear I usually get at Seven Eleven, which is made of fruit roll ups. <laughs> Uh, have you ever tried edible underwear? No, me neither. Do they even make that anymore? I I'm sure they do, but it's is it a product anyone has purchased more than once? I just wonder: has anyone ever actually put it on their body? Has anyone put it on purely for themselves? <laughs> just just like they this is their favorite kind of underwear. <laughs> I also wonder, has anyone ever worn it without getting a yeast infection? Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like, and what is it made of? We, maybe we should do it. I just thought it was like fruit, this fruit roll This sounds up. like a job for a bonus episode, it right? Does. Subscribe Roni, Oni, subscribe Roni. Last night, while June and I ate dinner, it was just the two of us, and we got out this book that I have, like this old uh, Giuliano Hazan sure. book that has all photos um, in actual size of all the different pasta yeah, shapes. Yeah, including Subscriberoni. And, and June was like, why are so many of them Onis? <laughs> anyway, good question. Yeah, she was like... Um, she wondered if they had anything to do with my mom, whose name is Tony. Oh. She's like, Rigatoni. Is that yes. the kind of pasta your mom Guess makes? What? They don't. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, subscribe Aroni <laughs> edible underwear. Okay, let's, yeah. Producer Abby, write down that we should do a subscriber only edible underwear show if that still exists. Okay. So I have made the uh, Cooks Illustrated years ago, they had a homemade ice cream sandwich recipe. It was tasty, although not worth the effort. Yeah, because um, it was not more it. satisfying than than like a store bought one. But the you make like thin, basically like really thin brownies, um, and uh, and cut them with like a biscuit cutter into rounds, and then you using a bread knife, you like saw up a Ben and Jerry's pint yes, into circles. I believe, and this. then and then stick. The circles onto the circle. Then you say. I think that Deb Perlman of Smitten Kitchen has also done, if not a recipe like this, many recipes like this. And I bet that Deb Perlman could nail the texture. Okay. Of of like the proper ice cream sandwich 
sandwiching. Yeah, I do remember thinking I wanted less premium ice cream so it was softer. Yes, agreed. Um, Um, However, like going after, like like cutting into a a pint of ice cream and sawing it apart with extreme prejudice, very satisfying. I'm not surprised that it didn't feel (laughs) worth your effort. I just don't, yeah, I don't think I want to make ice cream sandwiches at home the same way that I just have no desire to make like laminated doughs, like croissant and stuff like that. I rarely laminate anything at home anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got rid Um, of my laminator. (laughs) (laughs) But I used to laminate like all, like the show agenda, Mm -hmm. my daily to-do list. Did you laminate your first dollar that you got from the show and put it up (laughs) to frame it on your wall? Exactly, I did. There is one of those new axe-throwing bars on Broadway, the opposite direction from the Safeway uh, from my house in Seattle. And uh, so, like, that, you go in, you're not allowed to drink beer, and you and you throw axes at targets. Yeah. Um, I want to start a, um, a ice cream pint-sawing bar <laughs> okay. where you go in and you just get to saw pints of ice cream. That sounds great. And we'll, and we'll charge, like, $10. Do you get to eat the ice cream after you saw it? Yes. Okay. It's it's an ice cream slab, just like just like you used to enjoy in 19th century London, allegedly. Yeah, yeah. Okey pokey. Okey pokey. It, it's that would be the name of the bar. Oh, we have to do this. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll only do this with you if you you'll do will, the okey pokey. If with- you will learn the song that I proposed for our next karaoke outing, I will. It's it's uh, Kenny Loggins and <laughs> whenever and I call Stevie you Nicks. friend. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That song really took me places. It went places I wasn't expecting. I so I usually the the stereo in my car. Um, you know when you when you turn it up, it has like numbers, and I usually never turn up anything higher sure. than forty. Uh huh. And I have this weird tick where I only like things to be on either even numbers or multiples of five. Oh no, I hear you. Do you do this with anything? Yes, absolutely. So when I'm setting, I, if the stereo's on thirty-seven, I cannot no, abide. No, 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 no. no, I can't deal. I only set mine to prime numbers, so I'm fine with thirty-seven. <laughs> um, so the thing I do is when I am microwaving something, uh, this this changed somewhat because my current microwave has like has a better uh, like quick quick cook buttons. But uh, like when I'm setting a timer, I want to if I'm doing a minute, I'll hit six six. And if I'm doing 30 seconds, I'll do 3-3 three, because three, it feels like I'm saving some time by not having to move, move my finger over to the zero. Oh, my God. Really? Yes. Do you feel weird if you accidentally hit like 6-9 like or something? <laughs> Like, what if you hit like three six? It does feel weird when I accidentally sixty nine. I have to admit, like, wait, what am I doing here? This isn't what I expected. But okay, that was not what I meant. Sure. Anyway, but no, I feel like I don't think I'm like a real perfectionist, which is a, a source of great strife for me and my loved ones. But I don't usually like think of myself as having many compulsive behaviors but the way i deal with the volume knob in my car is straight up compulsive like uh-huh. yeah it i hear you must be on an even number or a multiple of five <laughs> i hear you because you turned it up to 40 anyway i turned it so usually the highest i go is 40 i don't go above 40 mm-hmm. 
when whenever I call you friend came on, I cranked it up to 44. Wow. I think that was the loudest I've ever taken it. I was like, if I'm going to go deaf, it's going to be listening to Kenny Loggins and Stevie Nicks. Yeah, well, I mean, I do have like on my computer, you know, you adjust the volume and that little that little thing pops up showing you like what yeah. the volume level is. Like for listening to music at home, I almost always want it on three, three little white yeah. pills. Three little white pills. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I mean, but there's not so much a compulsive thing as just like that's the volume level that sounds good. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that counts. But definitely, I, I like it would feel really weird to me to, to set a timer for sixty seconds or one zero zero rather than six six. Huh? Yeah, I'm I'm a real like uh, uh, multiples of five with the the uh, the microwave. Always multiples of five. Is sixty nine something that some people like really like to do? <laughs> you know, I I think I've only like done it like maybe three times uh-huh. I feel like yeah I've only done it maybe three times yeah, I, I, and like I think that I can remember the most recent time okay. is this too much information go ahead I and, brought it up and I it mean, was, no actually you brought it up it was super hot because we were both like really turned on okay and we were like really eager to get going like okay um, yeah so that was fun but I don't think I would ever actually come that way it's like I need to be able to like uh, relax. There's a lot going on. There's so much this, going yeah. On. Is this too much information? <laughs> it probably can, no. But, but can I, we people... mark? Can we mark this not for June? Oh yeah, yeah, sure, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. NFJ. NFJ. <laughs> Matthew, wait. What about you? Um. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I like maybe two times. Um. And yeah, like like. Uh, it feels like like kind of trying to. I was going to say cram, but that's not a good word. You know, like just trying trying to do too much at once. You know, when you um, have you ever been in a situation where like a whole bunch of people are sitting in a circle and you turn and like rub each other's shoulders? It's like a massage circle. I'm familiar with this. I don't know if I've ever actually that done it I myself. I find similar to sixteen. That's more like a circle jerk, though, right? <laughs> but no, I guess but, like I guess you're not like jerking the next person in a circle jerk. I don't know. This is something I've never done. Anyway, uh, but I can't really enjoy someone rubbing my back when I'm rubbing someone else's back. Right. No, that's exactly it. Like, like I, I feel like like you know these these two things that are happening are both very good things, but like seem they sh- like they, they should they I should be like giving my full attention to one or the other. Yes, right? I need to be able to focus on them separately. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but maybe like as an occasional treat. <laughs> like an ice cream <laughs> like sandwich. Like an ice cream sandwich. We, boom. We wow. can, can we just end the show there? Yes. I'm, I'm Matthew Amsterburton. <laughs> no, thank you for sharing something so rare and precious and beautiful with me. <laughs> I'm sorry that I could not appreciate it. Dunkin' Cold Coffee can be brewed at home in your Keurig coffee maker with Dunkin' Cold K-Cup Pods. Just brew it hot over ice and enjoy flavor that's crafted to serve cold. The home with Dunkin' is where you want to be.